0: Listen for the Island Messenger here on Public Radio KMXT twice a day, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. during the Midday Report at 1220. If you have a community announcement or personal message, including lost and found items or pets, you can call KMXT at 486-3181, fax us at 486-2733, or email psa at kmxt.org. Welcome to The Lowdown, KMXT's new daily show dedicated to giving you the up-to-date information we have available on the COVID-19 outbreak and how it's impacting life on Kodiak Island. The Lowdown will focus on the facts as provided to us by local and state officials. During the show, we give you access to local officials and experts on COVID-19 and community actions related to it. If you have questions for our guests, please email them to lowdown at kmxt.org or call kmxt at 486 3181. You can find a list of upcoming guests on our Facebook page or on our website, kmxt.org. Audio from each day's program will be posted on the website.
1: Hey, pleasant good morning to you. Welcome to week nine of The Lowdown. Week nine. Well, way back in week three, we had an opportunity to talk a little bit with Father Frank and Catherine Hollis Buchanan about some of the changes being rolled out at St. Mary's and at the Kodiak Christian School and at some of the local churches. And we thought now, nine weeks into things, we'd be able to bring in the administrators for those two organizations and give you an update and some more details about what's been going on at St. Mary's and the Christian School where things are now, where things are going. If you have questions, please call 486-3181 or shoot us a lowdown at kmxt.org email, and uh, we'd be happy to get your question answered here during the course of the show. Uh, Terry Schneider from St. Mary's School and Kat from the Christian School, welcome. Thank you for taking time to be on the show this morning.
2: Thank Thank you, Mike.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so... Terry, let's introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself. How long you've been in the position, and uh, how things are going at St. Mary's.
0: Thanks, Mike. Uh, I'm Terry Schneider, uh, principal at St. Mary's School, which is a preschool through eighth grade school. Um, I have this is my first year solo principal at the school. I've previously I worked with Brian Cleary. Uh, He and I shared the position. for for a few years um I retired from public school in 2015 and um I've been happily placed at St. Mary's school.
1: Good and, timing. Uh, good timing, huh? Yeah.
0: Yeah, good timing. <laughs> um yeah, and we are we continue to do to do school as best we can through this uh, you know, the COVID-19 and um you know, really hoping to to keep families safe and um, follow all the, the governor's orders as they've been given, um, and uh, continue to do school as Kodak Christian School does as well.
1: Yeah. Kat, how long have you been at the Christian School? Hi there. School?
2: My name, well, I've um, this is my third year as a principal at Kodak Christian School.
1: How are things going at and the Christian
2: uh, School? our yeah. family transferred to Florida. Um, well, they're, I think they're going fairly well. Our teachers, we have an incredible group of teachers, and so um, they have risen to the challenges, and our mission at the school is to partner with our families, and that's what we're trying to continue to do throughout all these unknowns and uncertainties. Um, we've got a variety of hands-on packets that go home from preschool elementary grades and then we're doing a lot of the online with the google classroom and zoom and google meet so the kids can still continue to meet despite not being able to meet in person
1: so what have you seen i mean we we started talking about this in february and march things started becoming a reality um how have things progressed at each school to like you know deal with this and tweak it to make it better
2: well i think um, that our teachers have found their move yeah sorry there's a delay so i'm go ahead terry
0: no I, I i would agree with you it's um one of those things we you know this all happened and was declared on march 13th so we had a uh, spring break which really wasn't a break. I don't think Kat would agree. Um, it was not a break. It was all just like, what's coming, what's coming? And so then we had an additional week to prepare for what we were going to do. And so um, we jumped right into using Google Classroom, which was already in place at the middle school for some classroom activities and, and assignments and whatnot. Um, so that wasn't anything new, but the, the Zoom format, preschool through eighth grade, was utilized as well and um, yeah flexibility has been the name of the game you know when when something works you go with it and figure out how to use more of it and uh, if it's not working then you you regroup and rework and um, boy that's been that's been what our teachers have stepped up to the plate to do and are dedicated in in making it work for their kids so lots of communication with families has been key to making sure that we are meeting their needs, as as families.
1: So, for those of uh, in the community who might not be familiar with St. Mary's, I mean, what are we talking about? Pre through eight, you have uh, ten teachers, a fairly large support staff there. I am um, not sure how big your administrative staff is. How many how many kids are in, are enrolled at St. Mary's? Uh, we have
0: 61 students at St. Mary's School. Um, we have uh, a team of two preschool teachers who share the position um, of preschool. And then one teacher. And then we've got uh, a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. Um, so four additional full-time teachers. And then we also have a part-time aid and spanish teacher and a full-time music pe teacher and then we have myself and angie rubina who is our um the person who holds it all together right our our, our administrative assistant um the face and the voice of saint mary
1: school great kat what's your school look like
2: So we are similar in setup to St. Mary's. We have 79 students this year, and that ranges from our three-year-old preschool program all the way through to the eighth grade. Um, We have a separate three and four-year-old preschool, and we have two incredible preschool teachers that continue to provide, even in preschool, you don't necessarily think about continuing to provide distance learning, but they, they are putting together Um, manipulatives and lessons and have really just taken this to a whole another level Um, and then we have our kindergarten and our first grade classes uh, that are also providing a good service we don't do as much of the um, recorded sessions with them in regards to having kids log on I think for the younger grades, it's hard to have them sit in a compu- in front of a computer screen all day long. So what we found is we had to adjust. And so our kindergarten and third, through third grade classes, a lot of it is there's still, our teachers are recording themselves instructing <laughs> and then the families can help the kids log on, view the lesson, and then do whatever assessment goes with that. Whether it be a worksheet or um, an activity, they've, you know, some of the teachers have dropped off supplies like chalk and coloring paper. And uh, that way they can continue to to work and, and it not be such a tedious task too. And I think one of the things that we've seen, and that's a challenge, is as the days get longer and the sun is out here in Kodiak, people want to drop everything and go outside and enjoy it. And um, we always see people trying, you know, at, at this point in the year, I think every year people are, are starting to want to transition to summer thinking, but more so now. So we're still trying to find ways to keep our kids engaged, keep providing a service for our families um, without overbearing them as well. So, um, and then we have our fourth through eighth grade classes that are set up specifically on Google Classroom, which we've been using now for the last couple of years as well. So it's very similar to a Moodle or Blackboard. Um, and so there's lessons that are posted, students can turn in assignments directly through that and they can communicate with their teachers that way. So um, we have been able to, to rise to that, that demand and still provide a service to our families. Um, and, and we do have, we have 79 students like I said, and we service a total of 47 families.
1: So what are some of the technical challenges you've had to overcome?
2: We, we had,
0: um, you know, there's a couple of kids who have been, who live in the flats and the Bells Flats area and uh, without um, service. And so we've had to um, uh, provide them with technology that was, um, that had a, a cell, cellular data and all that. So um, we work closely with the school district who my um, I think Kat would agree. They've been a fabulous partner in all of this, um, actually giving us some, you know, a heads up as we're happening the way they were happening. And, 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 uh, um, and so working with the federal programs and special education programs, we've been able to access technology that we've needed for a couple of our students. And um, other than that, you know, we we have... We've, we've had what we needed um, in terms of technology and access to the equipment and all of that.
1: But your teachers... I would agree. Yeah. That's from the receiving end from, from the families. You know, they, we've got the technical end, and um, but then you're dealing with teachers who've never had to teach in that format before, right? And you're also dealing with families who really didn't have to deal with education very much before right so how how do you deal with those kind of things i mean let's start start with the teachers you know let's start with the teachers how how do you how do you get a teacher up to speed with teaching via this method as opposed to the traditional way that they want to teach
2: so for us i think um what sets both of these schools apart is that we are faith-based schools. So at the Christian school, you know, everything that we do, we do because we are, we're serving the Lord ultimately. And so one of the beautiful things is that our teachers are, are very selfless. They have been, um, they are, they have see it as an answered call. So they're serving wholeheartedly. They pour, and I think doesn't necessarily just at our school, I think all schools we've seen that in teachers all around the world is that they are, pouring everything they have into their kids. And um, it has been a learning curve. Um, I will be honest, it's been frustrating at times and it's been overwhelming at times, but what I've seen just globally is teachers are taking the time to learn. We've had to become students ourselves and there's been so many great resources out there, Um, but, It's just incredible when we're pressed to things and you're kind of forced to figure it out how amazing are not just our teachers at our school, but even all across this community and Kodiak is just such a unique place. And we've seen people really come together and um, offer tech support. We've been able to um, walk each other through different things. If I have questions, I can call and the school district's been incredibly supportive as well, so. It's just, I think it's brought us as a community together to get us through all these challenges.
0: I would agree with with Cat wholeheartedly. Um, not only do we have some incredible teachers, dedicated beyond belief, because they they don't they don't do the work because of the money. They do it because of their heart, and um, and it is a it is a calling and a and a ministry that we're able to offer. Um, you know the the flexibility and whatnot, but also the the dedication. And I, you know, I've I I worked an entire career with teachers from the Kodiak Island Borough School District in rural sites and in town, and and um, teachers are incredibly adaptable. And the the other piece is that they're dedicated. Um, we call it, we call them our students because um, we truly believe they are ours. They're under our care and they're under we're, we're in service to them. And that, that's the same for, um, you know, as I transitioned into private school and parochial school, uh, our teachers have been able to adapt very quickly. We have some younger, I call them my millennials. Um, they're, they're younger and they're very uh, adept to to, uh, the the new technology and they're to teach us, um, older teachers. Um, but you know, uh, distance delivery is not, is not new to all of us. Um, I started teaching a lutic language by distance when video teleconferencing was, was first started. So, you know, and our rural kids around the Island have been, have been fabulous students in that regard. And, um, teachers just have to have to figure it out and make it work. And so that's, that's what our teachers have done.
1: Um, how has your world changed as administrators?
0: I mean, I miss our kids, (laughs) you know, I'm the greeter in the morning, you know, and, and, Mm -hmm. uh, it's so isolating being an administrator in, in the, you know, an office made up at home. And, uh, thank goodness I have my family surrounding me, but, um, yeah, I really miss, I really miss my kiddos. Um, and my teachers, you know, being able to 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 work collaboratively and come in and out of classrooms and and watch the the little light bulbs that go on as kids learn to read and, you know, we've missed some of those milestones. I've missed some of those milestones, being at a distance. Um, I get to the Zoom meetings and and um, be a part of all those book pages and all of that, but you know, none of it's the same. So. Um, doing my work in isolation is not a, the same yeah, it's, it's got its own challenges.
1: Yeah. So Kat, you're, uh, yeah, that's... you're going to be leaving though, right?
2: Uh, we are, we are um, Coast Guard and we will be transferring out God willing in the next few weeks and to mm. different Island. We're Island hopping over to Hawaii. So um, we are, it's bittersweet. The Christian school has been a huge part of our family and um, we just, you know, our hearts are here with it. And so we are still on the search for for what's what's to come and looking for an administrator full time for next year.
1: Well, that's got to be a huge challenge in a time like this for both of you organizations to think about what next what next year looks like and how you're gonna bring new people in to fill the teaching and aid roles, right?
2: Right, We luckily for us, we've opened up enrollment early on. And so uh, the majority of our students have already re-enrolled for next year. We're already sitting at 66 students confirmed for the following school year. Um, Most of our teachers will be returning. So it, it looks like it'll still continue on and be a pretty solid year. Um, But obviously, right now, the last thing on people's mind is schooling for next year. And so we have seen a slow, you know, just enrollment has slowed down all in all. And um, I'm hopeful that as we get closer to the fall, that more people will see the value in um, private education, no Christian education, and we can start seeing some of those numbers go back up.
0: Yeah, and we've got, a, we've got a solid 58 students re-enrolled for next year, um, but we're uncertain yet about what next year holds. We've got, uh, you know, we've, within the Catholic school, we have a, uh, the archdiocese that we have, um, that we're responsible to, as well as local councils here in town. And uh, there's some doubt perhaps that St. That Mary's may exist as it is um, next year.
1: Really? because oh, wow. of the financial hit you're taking
0: yeah it's there's just a lot of uncertainties you know and i think that um people are concerned enough that uh puts a lot of pressure on families who to think about um paying for paying for education and um you know like like kat said right now that's it's it's a uh, it's pretty tough to even think about next school year but as as an administrator whether whether we're whether we open up as normal or or not, I I we still have to think through what that looks like, right? And I, I kind of think we're at an advantage if if we were to to remain open and viable. But um, you know, I I don't think it's any secret. It's 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 been difficult, and and Kat suggested too that you know it's it's hard to raise money in a town when taxes go up and and uh, jobs change swiftly um we've had some real success with many of our fundraisers and we have some very very generous um people from far and um and here locally too that that have helped us uh, stay afloat over the years but this this above all has created some uncertainty among um administ- the other administration you know the the church and the councils and whatnot so we'll see i mean Things you put in God's hand after doing all the work that you can do and see where see where it goes.
1: Well you've lost a significant amount of revenue this year, right? With the loss of your fundraisers and the the thrift store being shut down.
0: Yeah, the thrift store has helped over the years. This this last year we um we ran into some some trouble where we were more reliant on the thrift store funds. Um, you know, and the thrift store was originally started to to help the school, and as things have shifted and our congregation has changed within the the church, um, the church has needed more of of the thrift store revenue, and so um, you know we we can't we can't sacrifice uh, the church um, to keep the school going. So, with that in mind, the uh, the thrift store revenue is is. Um, rededicated to the to the church first and they won't be able to to help us out if something goes wrong or awry um in the next in the coming years so So, yeah it it changes things
1: so fun how much of your funding actually comes from tuition Uh,
0: about half And we've got some scholarships in place, Um, so we we do quite a bit of fundraising, and we've got some real, uh, like I said, some real, some folks who have really dedicated a lot of their their generosity towards
2: us. Mm -hmm. We're we're in about the same situation, too. The majority of our funding comes from tuition, but in order to keep the cost of tuition low, we depend very heavily on fundraising on the community support on donors we are an independent christian school so we are not affiliated with one specific church or denomination we service the entire christian community and so because of that we are also responsible for our own expenses with building and just um the main t- maintenance of the facility itself um, sure but sure. you know sure it, it and it all it all adds up and so it's we've lost, we've lost fundraisers as well. Not as big as a serendipity. I know that's one of their uh, St. Mary's largest fundraisers. Um, But even the the ability for people to give at this point, we have a Mm -hmm. lot of wonderful businesses that will sponsor our yearbook. Um, And when all all this happened, a lot of them had to pull back because they were closed for indefinitely at the time. Right. So um, I think, as things continue to progress towards reopening, I'm hoping that um, we can, as a community, just come back from it stronger, but um, it definitely, this is a time that we, we don't know what tomorrow holds, and there's just a lot of uncertainty, and that's where we can lean on our faith and just stand firm, knowing that we may not have the answers, but we know that um, that God is good, and so that's kind of what we, we lean on.
1: So are you getting any support from the, the federal government from the stimulus package that helped is helping you through this period?
0: Uh, you know that because we're affiliated with the Catholic Church um, and the Archdiocese in, in Anchorage, um, they represent the corporation that we fall under. And so the archdiocese did a really they did a really efficient job of applying right off the bat. Um, and they did receive monies at the archdiocese level. And with any organization, it takes a little while to trickle down. Um, but our parish and school are looking at receiving funds from the uh, payroll protection plan. Um, and then we also, uh, you know, um, we also know that the governor has received some discretionary funds, um, that we may be able to tap into, um, and again, the, um, um, we, we had submitted a proposal to the directly to the governor for some additional funding as well um, but you know being a private school um, private catholic school and Kodak christian school being um, as they are also independent the uh, you know we don't have as much uh, funding that's available to us
2: Right. We did, we were in the same boat. We were able to secure the SBA um, program. And so that'll, that'll help us in the next couple months, just get through the summer and, and hopefully, you know, as things continue to, to move in the right direction, um, we can bounce back, but. So um,
1: how, where does a, uh where does the summer come where when is your when is your semester your when is the year over for school at both places
0: st mary's uh st mary's last day is may 28th um with graduation on the 27th
1: so are you planning a online graduation now too
0: I think we're going to be able to do something maybe outside or maybe in front of the church. Um, you know, we have, we need to follow all the guidelines that the governor has set out and things have changed every day, right. <laughs> every day. So, um, and then for us that has to go through the okay from the Bishop and, and the local parish as well. So, um, we all know that father Frank is, is scrambling to get things open at the thrift store and the church. And so, as things, as things change and progress, we'll just, we'll ad- adapt as we can go. Um, but I've reached out to our families of our three graduates to see, you know, how, how do they wanna celebrate their, their child? And um, so we'll work together with them to make something happen with our, our graduates. The hardest part for us, and I'm sure with CAT too, is, you know, we develop such a great, a great relationship with our students and among our students the hardest part is not being able to have the rest of the students be a part of the generation. It's one thing to have your family come together and, you know, um, give you that special blessing and whatnot. But then, you know, we we have eighth graders who have been um, really close buddies with their little preschool friends Mm -hmm. who, you know, they take them to lunch and and sit with them and, and take them to church services and reading buddies and all the rest and that part is going to be missed probably more than a ceremony at the end of the school year perhaps
1: yeah um how the you you how how are you keeping the teachers other than how are you keeping the teachers sane you know it, it, normally you have those those meetings you know there's you watch in in any school building there's a lot of interaction between teachers uh, people giving, exchanging ideas. Now you're saying you're having meetings uh, via Zoom. Are, are, mm-hmm. are they still able to keep the camaraderie going and the information sharing? And, and how, how are they able to keep their spirits up?
2: I think it's something that we're all struggling with, um, just have, for so having to be isolated for so long, right? It wasn't just our teachers, but just everyone has kind of been in their own little bubble for so long that um, you know we do meet weekly and um, try and encourage one another and um, this past week was a blessing for many of us because it was teacher appreciation week and our families just came out and went oh oh my did they go above and beyond to really just shower our teachers with love and let them know that they were appreciated we had people um, and students that showed up at teachers' doors with flowers and cards and um, balloons and sweet baked goods and just letting them know that we we appreciate everything that they're doing. That we love them and um, our our kids miss their teachers. It's I think I'd said it earlier before we got on air that. Oftentimes, you know, the middle school student doesn't always want to admit that he or she may love school and miss school, but we're hearing that from some of those kids that are at the point where they're ready to go on to high school and, you know, half of, well, not half, but a good part to them, which seems like half of the year, right, has been taken away from them. And so many of our students are feeling that way. Um, but. Just the constant encouragement that our families and parents have provided, I think, um, has helped our teachers. I know it's helped me uh, as an administrator to know that we are still continuing to provide a service. We're doing the best that we can, uh, and it's, we're all in, in the same boat. We're all trying to figure things out as we go and make the best of every situation.
1: So is there more cooperation then between teachers and families now? Are you, are you actually seeing positives that are coming out of this?
2: So for the Christian school, I think it's going into this situation. I was very grateful that I was in the school that I was in I was with the community that I was Mm. with. And, um, it just makes a huge difference. Uh, we, our mission is, a partnership right we partner with our families to raise these children in the direction that they ought to go and and so that that relationship has always been there i know terry mentioned the same thing we strive to build a positive and strong rapport with our families with our students and so it's it's not any different than it was before it's just really been a blessing to us we have our teachers will FaceTime kids and they have schedules and they check in on them. Um, I know my daughter is in first grade and her first grade teacher will call her. She calls her three times a week. Um, and she'll read with her. My daughter will take her around with her iPad, show her her room, tell her, I mean, poor thing. She, she talks her ear (laughs) off, but she'll, you know, they just, they still get that social time. Um, but, they and, and the same thing with my son and he he's a little more on the shy side but and, you know he's in fourth grade so he's cool whatever but <laughs> he's he's talking to his teacher and and so it's nice that the kids are really still having that relationship and that um, connection with their teachers even when we can't physically meet in person uh, they are going above and beyond to meet with them one on one as often and as much as necessary.
0: Yeah, I would agree, and and your your question about our teachers um, collaborating, and and you know the same thing goes with uh, with teachers as it does with with students in in that they've they've developed a, a rapport with each other as well, and um, you know we we're really used to sharing each other's talents and tapping into each other's talents and skills, and and so with this new situation, I see that happening probably. Um, because with technology you know you're always available you're always uh, one text away Um, and so perhaps we've engaged even further and even more closely in this situation Um, and maybe because we all crave that human connection too and because of our common bond having been you know walking into the same building working with common students you know, we have a bond that goes beyond just, um, working together, but we're, you know, raising children together and, um, sharing challenges together and craving each other's company even more.
1: You know, um, it I'm not familiar with like how insulated each school is, whether you just have a tendency to just stay in your own little world and, and, um, do things on your own and get that accomplished. But now, I've, uh, earlier you mentioned the Kodiak School District a couple of times, and I'm wondering whether or not there's more of a collaborative partnership that exists now um, between all school teachers. You know, is there is, are school teachers from St. Mary's talking to the school teachers from the school district and from the Christian school to help like tweak their lessons? Or are we just using it for tech purposes?
2: You know,
0: I think because of the town that we live in, there's a, there's a culture among the teachers. I mean, if you're an educator, you're an educator. And so um, I think that it's always been a very supportive atmosphere. Um, you know, in the school district, under the, the leadership of Larry the Dew, um, we've just we've been even more connected prior to COVID-19, actually, um, because Larry, Larry believes that all of our kids are all of our kids. They belong to each one of us, right? This community raises children together. Um, and so if you're a Christian school child or a, uh, a St. Mary's school child, you may eventually go to Kodiak High School or Kodiak Middle School or one of the elementary schools and so we have a, we've we've really prided ourselves in in being connected as an educating community of teachers and administrators. We we've always shared ideas, and we've always been, um, you know, and, uh, the teachers at St. Mary School will attend um, trainings that public school teachers have, and and they're in services as we see as we see fit. Um, you know and and that's um that's always been in existence and i think more so now than ever before simply since larry's been superintendent Um, and uh, you know when you come from a small town and you uh, you work with people for a number of years even generations um, that's just the way it needs to be
2: Right. I would agree. I think that we all kind of work together to take care of one another. Um, The school district has always, since I've been here for the past few years, had an open door policy. Um, You know, one of the first people that came to meet me and visit and extend any support was Larry. Uh, He came and stopped by the school and Larry Leduc. first thing he said was, I'm here to help. The district is here to help and support the Christian school. Uh, So it's definitely not like that. All around the world, unfortunately, but um, we, I think they see us almost as an extension in some ways, Um, and and that's the, the biggest thing that they've said from the very beginning is you're absolutely right, Terry, that they our kids are still our kids, and they will most of them go on to the high school. We have nine eighth graders that are graduating this year, and of those nine, I believe all of them are moving on to the high school. So. You know, we only go up through eighth grade, and then our kids go right into the school district system. So we're very fortunate.
1: Well, I'm I'm just trying to uh, simplistically thinking of this because I don't deal with it a lot. But let's say you got, you know, uh, you're a kindergarten teacher or a first-grade teacher, and now you're you're having to to deliver content, you know, to your kids – in a multitude of different disciplines you know you got so many different subjects that you have to take care of does that mean you you you're having to develop a program for each one of those you know math and reading and and art and, uh, without uh support from other teachers or content from other teachers because it it just seems like the load on you to, to deliver Uh, uh, non-traditional information is a lot higher so uh, are there resources that that are available to you so you don't have to create all of that stuff on your own
0: well the the creative part is that now we can really focus on every single child even even more so because we can each teacher gets to set up what each child actually, you know, actually needs for this last quarter of school. You know, I mean, our goal is to make sure that students are ready, um, are ready for the next grade level. And so, looking at those essential learnings that kids need um, to make sure that they have in place the skills and and um, knowledge for the next grade level. You know, we we're able to to focus in if, if one child needs a little bit more of a different kind of math than the rest of the kids, um, though we were able to do that in the classroom, now it seems even even more focused because you're one-on-one on a Zoom meeting or a, mm-hmm. a, a phone call and working through those specific things um, with parents who are backing them up and really tuned in to what the child is doing in school and what they might need still. Um, so... It's, you know, it, you can find the, you can find these little successes, and and yeah, it, it can be a struggle, but uh, th- the fact that they our teachers are used to providing individual education, mm-hmm. this just kind of solidifies it that much further, and so, um, you know, that, that's the joy of working in a smaller private school too, is that it's it's what we it's what we do anyway. Um, and yeah, teachers teachers have a culture of teachers, right, of educators, like I said, even in this small town. And so there's always collaboration among grade levels, you know, just, just to find resources and whatnot. Um, and it's amazing how how teachers are, you know, we, we beg, borrow, and steal from each other all the time. We're right. Not steal, really.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but wow. they do. And there's a lot of people wow. out there willing to share. And that's that's the thing is that we we are willing to share. And um, I know one of the first things we did with our staff as we were trying to figure this out, luckily Kodiak was ahead of things. I will tell you, I mean, I have, I've been in education for the past 12 years. And so I have friends that teach all over the country. And we had been meeting, Um, with the, we met with the district well before all of this happened to come up with a contingency plan. So I felt as if when we, you know, when we didn't return from spring break, we were already set up. Our students left that day, the last day of school, right before spring break, they left with two weeks worth of work already, just in case, um. And so I'll tell you, Larry was on top of it, Damon Hargraves with the district um, as well. He was really good at coordinating that information with us. And um, so we had already had the opportunity to meet and collaborate with one another, with other faculty members, with other schools. Uh, And so going into it, it wasn't as stressful, I think, as some may think, because we already had a plan here in Kodiak. We, We knew what may be happening and we were prepared to face it. So uh, that definitely has helped this transition quite a bit for us.
0: Yeah, and I and I would, I agree completely and, and really credit uh, Larry for his forethought in planning. And, um, you know, he's been key, I think, to a lot of the organizations around town to make sure that he uh, as a community
1: so let me get this right you you actually were we sending kids off on spring break with two weeks of work
2: yes. we did <laughs> oh, oh,
1: oh, oh. i could just yeah. picture their little faces their...
2: <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh we had the
0: empty lockers and we had kids taking their snow boots and right. we knew that that something big was coming and we wanted to make sure that kids had what they needed um and then when everything was solidified, you know, we, we sent out our technology to students and, and um, made sure they had everything they needed, distributed, you know, their, their, their paints and their Play-Doh and everything else that they might need for the activities that were ahead of, you know, that they were headed for.
1: So what kind of special things are you providing for for the socialization of the kids, that big thing that's missing?
0: those zoom meetings are pretty important. Um, you know, that that's their face to face. Um, I mean, it's the best that we can do at this point in time. I mean, we can't really meet at playgrounds or anything else. Right. So, um, it's, it's been uh, technology bringing kids right. together and.
2: And we've been in the same situation. Our classes meet at least once a week and go to, um, class calls. Some of the classes will do scavenger hunts. Um, You know, some of the younger grade levels have uh, Facebook classroom pages. Kodiak loves Facebook. Almost everybody's on Facebook these days. And so (laughs) the kids and the families will log on. They can post pictures. There's been scavenger hunts. So they're still able to see one another, interact that way. Um, one of our largest field trips we have at the end of the year is our tide pulling. The entire school goes and they tide pull for one, two days. Uh, so, this last, these last couple of days, we've had great low tides. And, um, you know, we saw that some kids were able to still meet up and practice social distancing, but still be able to be at the same beach and see each other. So, that I know was really exciting for some of those younger grade level as well so doing the best we can with what we've got <laughs> yeah yeah
1: So you had uh go ahead
0: We had teachers do some uh we had some of our teachers paint some rocks and and hide them in particular areas um and so kids would go and look for the look for the rocks um and they'd come across each other and be able to wave at each other and say hi or yell hi uh, from a distance. And um, that's been fun. And so um, we also have the Facebook pages. And it's been great because the kids want to post. They, they always want to say, you know, I want to show this to my, to, my, to my classmates. You know, post this to my page. And so we, we get to see lots of pictures of them. They do each other.
1: So for assessment purposes, are, how are we, how are you dealing with that? Whether or not, can, can you accurately tell um, in this kind of environment whether or not you're getting to where you need to get with a kid to get them into the next grade level?
0: Well, we've, we utilize the, you know, a couple of different platforms of assessment um, to make sure that kids are still on that journey of, of growth. And so we can we can we can do that by distance um, because it's com- uh, And then there's also you know there's curriculum based assessments that that kids are still are still taking part in. Um, they have their their quizzes and um, you know they also get to meet with their teachers and go through a series of, of questions or assessment uh, requirements. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's still very doable.
2: Right. I would agree. I think there's various platforms that we all use. Um, We've all had to be more accommodating and more flexible for sure. Uh, Just, just like we can't expect teachers to teach it the same way. We're not, we're teaching in a different way. Students are performing and accomplishing their tasks and meeting those goals and objectives in a different way. And so we're, we're doing a lot of project-based learning. Uh, We've had students actually make presentations and record and share with the class. And so we're really we're really addressing those technology standards and those public speaking standards. <laughs> That's definitely being addressed, right? Yeah. Um, but in regards to even, you know, our middle schools specifically, they have continued on track. They're, you know, these teachers have really gone above and beyond to provide lessons, they've recorded themselves, they're meeting live and having some of the classes live. And so that instruction and the, the the mapping has continued to stay on track, which has been really nice. And then, of course, with the younger levels, um, there's been some flexibility because a lot of it, especially you think of like kindergarten and first grade, a lot of that is interactive learning. Uh, and so that, that has had to be adjusted but i think that all in all in all um i would say that our kids are far far prepared far beyond um some of them beyond what they need to be for for next year i don't have any concerns of where our students are performing academically um, and it looks like terry is shaking her head she agrees i mean i think one of the beautiful things about those small classes is the individualized instruction so the majority of our times our students are already ahead of the curve as it is and, um, they can continue to grow despite, you know, the challenges that we face currently.
1: Before I get into the final question, Terry, I just wanted to ask you, how do you do a music class online?
0: You know, uh, Constance Jensen is amazing, uh, in so many ways. Um, third and fourth graders are uh, practicing their harmonicas and um, they've figured out ways to get them to start at the same time and, and perform. Um, And so she's doing lots of um, tweaking with technology and, um, you know, then also, you know, having kids listen to to music, listen for music, listen to um, music in nature including birds um thinking of music in a whole different in a whole different way you know it's so much a part of our lives that we take it for granted sometimes so this has been this has been really interesting to be able to um you know maybe maybe bring some of those uh those hometown um ideas about education you know back in our day when we were kids um we, uh, we did a lot of educating of ourselves, right? And we did a lot of listening and watching and, and all the rest. And so I I think some of it is, is bringing, bringing some of that to our students, all those things that in a fast paced world we take advantage of, but, um, you know, the students are also learning, continuing to learn sheet music and singing and they're putting on puppet shows and doing drama, um, so, you know, changing it up a little bit and finding those things that are that are in our lives already. Also,
1: I couldn't be I imagine being a young dad with you know little Leo having his harmonica practice at ten o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it during our staff meetings. Oh we've, man. We've got a little...
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. Thanks, it's... Constance. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, so if if the world goes back to normal, you know, if if in September we're we're back and school is is going to go as it, it started last year, are, are there things that we've learned or are going to be implemented out of this system that we've just been forced into? Are are there positive things that you see maybe getting implemented into curriculum next year?
2: I think the fact that we have all become so literate with technology is going to really be a strength for us as we move forward. Our teachers have proven to themselves that they can do it. Uh, I think as we transition to mastering um, Google Classroom and Google Meet and recording lessons and uploading them. It's just going to provide a wealth of resources for our students, for our faculty and staff. Um, there's been so many things that we've learned from this in regards to technology and how to deliver instruction. So here in Kodiak, we one of the things that we see is we People, they vacation, you need to get off the island from time to time. And so being able to continue to provide services, if, they, if people are taking two, three weeks off of school, we're able to continue to bridge those gaps. So I think that'll be something that I'd like to see continue on. Great. Yeah, and
0: I, I would agree that I think our confidence in the use of technology has definitely risen. Um, I think being able to acknowledge how adaptable our students are is something that is, um, you know, our eyes are wide open to. Um, but I also think that the fact that we, that we as humans need to be near each other, or at least a, a good number of us, um, you know, not to, not to take that for, for granted anymore and that the value of, of being able to, to, to build community is, is so important for our growth and our, you know, our, uh, for human nature and, and for healthy minds and, and hearts, you know? Um, we so miss being with our community of students and teachers uh, that we know that it's, that it's very much of value and we'll never take it for granted again, you know? That's
2: right.
1: What do you guys need from the community to help you continue to be successful?
0: of prayers. Yeah. Lots of prayers. Um Kodiak yeah, has been extremely supportive um of both of our schools, you know, and, and St. Mary's has been in operation for 66 years. And so uh it's pretty hard for me to even imagine uh the possibilities of, of what this could mean. So I just I wanna thank everybody who's always been supportive already and uh I will never take that for granted.
2: Well said, That's right? I think this community is incredibly supportive, and um, Christian School would cease to exist without its continued support as well, and um, cont- with prayers and just um, being lifted up in in various ways. Um, we we rely heavily on on our community. So,
1: hey, thank you both, both for. Grateful. Thank you both for your time, and thank you for what you're doing for our community and for our kids. I hope you uh, have a, a nice week and and can get through the end of the year well, and that we hear that both organizations are open to our kids next year. Jill. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. All right, thanks.
2: And thank you, Kat. Thank you, Terry. It's good to see and be around people.
1: I know. <laughs> I want to leave. <laughs> All right, you guys have a good day.
2: You too.